the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Words of the Lord. My heart and flesh cry out for the living God. The psalmist says, I, I, just, I long just to be in the courts of the Lord. Just to be in His presence. Don't you? Don't you long to be in the courts of the Lord, just to be in His presence, just to be there with with, with Jesus. And, and again, one day we're going to stand in those courts you know, going up to worship the Lord. Better is one day the Lord's courts than a thousand elsewhere. In today's message from Pastor Dan, he emphasizes how wonderful it is to be in the courts of the Lord, how great it is that as believers we get to be in the presence of God. One day you will stand in those courts worshiping the Lord. Pastor Dan wants you to soak that in of how marvelous that will be, but also have the gratitude to Jesus for making that possible. Because of the finished work of Jesus, you get to be in the presence of God. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 40, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Think about the things of heaven and not the things of earth. For you die to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ who is your life is revealed, you will share in all his glory. Paul says to the Colossians, look ahead to heaven. Set your sights on heaven where Christ is not on the things of this earth. Look ahead to his revealing, his revelation and your glorification with him. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, it says, We don't look at the troubles we can see now. We don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we, listen, fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. That is eternity with Christ. We, we don't look at the troubles that we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen Eternity with Christ. Where we fix our gaze, what we focus on is so important and so impactful. And it impacts our, our attitude. Where is your gaze fixed? Where is your gaze fixed? What is your gaze fixed on? What have you been focusing on? Is it Jesus? Is it heaven? Where Jesus is? Or is it this earth? Is it this world? And I have to confess to you, I have been very focused on this world. A lot more than I should be. But here, here the Apostle Paul says, fix your gaze. 
Not in this world. Because that, I mean, that'll, that'll drive you to despair, won't it? Fix your gaze on things that cannot be seen, on, on eternity. God wanted the people of Israel living in Babylon to look ahead to the kingdom age. When everything will be restored greater, greater than before. And so this man will give Ezekiel a grand tour of this temple where Jesus Christ will dwell in their midst. Will God, where God will be their God and they will be his people. And they'll go up and they'll worship him and he'll teach them. And, 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 he, and he said, I want you to focus on this. Not your circumstances here in Babylon. Focus on the kingdom age. Now the question is, is who is this man in verse 3, well, he may be an angel, or it may be the Lord Jesus Christ himself, because it seems in chapter 44, verses 2 and 5, that he is called the Lord, Yahweh. And so it, it seems that Jesus is giving him this grand tour of the temple where Jesus will reign during the kingdom age. That's pretty cool. Verse 4, and the man said to me, son of man, look with your eyes and hear with your ears. And look, fix your mind on everything I show you. For you were brought here so that I might show them to you. Then declare to the house of Israel everything you see. And this is the key, I believe, for us in the days that we live in. Fix your mind on everything I will show you. Fix your mind on the future that God has in store for you. Not your current circumstances living in Babylon. And then Ezekiel declare everything you see to the house of Israel. Knowing this future restoration during the kingdom age will bring comfort and encouragement to the people of Israel. And if you're here tonight or you're watching online and you are anxious and you are discouraged and you are unsettled either because of what's happening in our culture or what's happening in your life personally, I encourage you to study prophecy. I encourage you to study what the Bible says about the future restoration that God has planned for his people. I encourage you to fix your eyes on what God has in store for us. And I suggest it will bring comfort and encouragement to you. When the disciples were troubled, when their hearts were troubled, Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And then I'll prepare, after I prepare a place for you, I'll come again, I'll receive you unto myself. Jesus comforted his troubled disciples by telling them about his future plan for them in heaven with him. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul explains that we as believers dwelling upon the earth will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And he says, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. And then he says, so comfort one another with these words. Comfort Believers that are, that, are, that are worried, that are unsettled, that are anxious by, by telling them that Jesus is coming back for his bride. And one day he's going to come for his bride and he's going to take us to be with him. And we'll be with him forever. 
That's the comfort that we offer to each other. And here, the Lord says to Ezekiel, declare to Israel everything you see about this kingdom age and my temple and dwelling in their midst and they will be my people and I will be their God. And in the beginning in verse 5, Ezekiel begins to describe this temple and he gives the measurements for each part of the temple. Uh, and this, this, these chapters, they can be kind of hard to follow. Uh, it's, like, it's like reading a written description of a blueprint, right? With all the numbers and all the measurements are in like cubits and rods and all kinds of, you know, unfamiliar measurements. And, but you know what this shows us? This shows us that God has a very detailed plan for our future. It's not some vague you know, kind of foggy plan he's got. He's not working off a rough outline for the future. He's not making half of it up as he goes along. No, he can say, I can tell you the exact measurement of this doorway. I can tell you exactly how long this building's going to be and that room's going to be and how tall this doorway and this window. I, I can give you the exact... I got it all mapped out. I got it all measured out every detail and that that should that should put our minds at ease right that he's that detailed oriented about our future but before we go into this in verse 5 he he begins with the wall around the outside of the temple um, verse 5 now there was a wall all around the outside of the temple and the man's hand was a measuring rod six cubits long uh, and each being a cubit and a handbreadth, and he measured the width of the wall structure, one rod, and the height, one rod. And so this man guiding Ezekiel, he has this measuring rod that is six cubits and a handbreadth long. That's roughly ten and a half feet long, depending, depending on what cubit they use. There were different measurements for a cubit. But roughly, we're talking about ten and a half feet. This wall is ten and a half feet tall. It's ten and a half feet thick, so it's a, you know, it's a tall, thick wall. Uh, And then in verses 6 through 16, we have a description of the eastern gate. And the description is given to us in great detail. And the Torah begins at the eastern gate uh, because the presence of God left Solomon's temple through the eastern gate. Back in chapter 11, verse 23. So now with this millennial temple, this kingdom age temple... Uh, We'll see when we get to chapter 43 that the presence of God, the glory of God, will return to this temple through uh, the eastern gate and enter the sanctuary. So he begins here with the eastern gate, verse 6. Then he went to the gateway which faced east, and he went up its stairs and measured the threshold of the gateway, which was one rod wide, and the other threshold, the other direction, was one rod wide. Wide And so the threshold's 10 feet wide and 10 feet deep. Each gate chamber was one rod long and one rod wide. Between the gate chambers was a space of five cubits. And the threshold of the gateway by the vestibule of the inside gateway was one rod. He also measured the vestibule of the inside gate one rod. Then he measured the vestibule of the gateway, eight cubits, and the gatepost, two cubits. The vestibule of the gate was on the inside. And so now, verse 10, 
In the eastern gateway, there were three gate chambers, one on one side and three on the other, and and three were all the same size. Also, the gate posts were of the same size on the side and on the other side. Verse 11, he measured the width of the entrance to the gateway. It was 10 cubits, and the length of the gate was 13 cubits. So the gateway entrance was about 17 and a half feet wide at the opening and almost 23 feet uh, into the passage. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Uh, Verse 12, there was a space in front of the gate chambers, one cubit on this side, one cubit on that side. The gate chambers were six cubits on this side and six cubits on that side. Aren't you glad we had the video, you know? Then he measured the gateway from the roof of one gate chamber to the roof of the other. The width was 25 cubits as door faces door. He measured the gate post 60 cubits high and the court all around the gateway extended to the gate post from the front of the entrance gate to the front of the vestibule. The inner gate was 50 cubits. So the height of the gate was about 105 feet tall. If you look at the gates, you see the three gates there. There's not a gate on the western side. There's a gate on the eastern side, which is kind of down to that bottom right-hand corner. The blue line is a river that comes out from the throne of God. We'll talk about that river in chapter 47. But each of those three gates is about 105 feet tall, huge, uh, and about uh, 87 and a half feet from one end to the other. Just huge Massive gates, 10-story buildings for just the gate. Uh, Verse 16, uh, there were beveled windows, window frames in the gate chambers and in their intervening archways on the inside of the gateway all around and likewise in the vestibules. There were windows all around on the inside and on each gate post were palm trees. And so you can see the little slats on each of those gates that represent the windows and There were palm trees, which represent fruitfulness and life um, all over the gates. Uh, So verse 17, then he brought me into the outer court and there were chambers and a pavement made all around the court. Thirty chambers faced the pavement. So he goes through the gate into the courtyard and there's 30 chambers. Those are like the little boxes that line right along the gate along the perimeter of the whole thing. We don't really know what those 30 chambers are for, those 30 rooms. Uh, Most often they're described as dining rooms, but we don't know. So when you get there, ask somebody, hey, what are the 30 rooms for, right? Most people aren't even going to know what, what, where they are, you know, because they didn't read Ezekiel 40. You guys read Ezekiel 40, so you'll at least have some knowledge 
So there's these 30 rooms. Uh, Look down at verse 19. Verse 19 tells us the distance across the courtyard from the outer gate across the courtyard to the inner gate is 175 feet. Just a huge courtyard. 175 feet across. And so you've got this outer court there all the way around just inside the outer gate. You know, in Psalm 84, verse 2, it says, My soul longs even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh cry out for the living God. The psalmist says, I, I, just, I long just to be in the courts of the Lord. Just to be in His presence. Don't you? Don't you long to be in the courts of the Lord? Just to be in His presence. Just to be there with with, with Jesus. And, and again, one day we're going to stand in those courts, you know, going up to worship the Lord. In verses 20 to 23, we have a description of the northern gate, which has the exact same dimensions as the eastern gate. All the gates are the same. Verses 24 to 27 is the southern gate. Uh, then in verse 28, Ezekiel is brought to the inner court, and the inner court is described in verses 28. Uh, to, to 37. So in this temple, the millennial temple, the messianic temple that Christ will reign from, there's just an outer court and an inner court in this temple. There's no, there's no court of the Gentiles and court of the women like at Herod's temple in the time of Jesus. You know, Herod's temple had all these walls separating people and, you know, Gentiles could only go so far, you know, get, only get so close to God, and women could only get so close to God, and everything was kind of divided up, but not in the kingdom temple. Not in the kingdom temple. Galatians 3.28 says, There is neither Jew nor Gentile, there is neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And we all can enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Jesus breaks down the walls that divide us. We're all one in him. And that brings us now to verse 38. See how fast this is going? Verse 38, it says, There was a chamber and its entrance by the gateposts of the gateway where they washed the burnt offering. I want you to note this. In the vestibule of the gateway were two tables inside that gate. On this side and two tables on that side. On which to slay the burnt offering, the sin offering, and the trespass offering. At the outer side of the vestibule, as one goes up to the entrance of the northern gateway, were two tables. And, one, and on the other side of the vestibule of the gateway were two tables. Four tables were on this side and four tables on that side by the side of the gateway. Eight tables on which they slaughtered the sacrifices. There were also four tables of hewn stone for the burnt offering. One cubit and a half long, one cubit and a half wide, and one cubit high. And on these they laid the instruments which they, uh, with which they slaughtered the burnt offering and the sacrifice. Inside were hooks a handbreadth wide fastened all around, and the flesh of the sacrifices was on the tables. In the kingdom age temple, there will be animal sacrifices. The animal sacrificial system 
will be reinstituted. In the Old Testament, those sacrifices were just a picture and a shadow pointing to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross for our sins as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. They all looked ahead in the Old Testament to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. During the millennial reign of Christ in this temple, the sacrifices will look back to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, they looked ahead to Christ's sacrifice. During the kingdom age, those sacrifices will look back to his sacrifice that takes away our sins. Those, those sacrifices, they're not going to, you know, they don't take away your sin or anything like that. Jesus Christ is the one who takes away our sins. But those sacrifices will be reinstituted to look back at the sacrifice Jesus Christ made. Much like we uh, take communion as a memorial of his sacrifice. Uh, during the kingdom age, there'll be actual animal sacrifice as a memorial. Um, verse 44, it says, Outside the inner gate were the chambers for the singers and the inner court, one facing south at the side, the northern gate, uh, and the other facing north at the side of the southern gateway. So there will be priests who lead worship in the temple. So there will be con- constant, continual singing in the temple. 24 7, 365. Anytime you go to the temple day or night during the kingdom age, there's worship. There's singing taking place. And wouldn't that be wonderful? Just to go up to the temple of the Lord and just sit and worship the Lord. Even, even if it's just for you know, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, just to go sit before the Lord and sing praises to Him and worship Him. And we get a little taste of that when we come here and we, we worship together. And how much, wonder, how much more wonderful it will be in the kingdom age. And then that brings us now to the end of the chapter, verse 45. And he said to me, this chamber which faces south is for the priest who has charge of the temple. So who was in charge of the temple and everything taking place there. The chamber which faces north is for the priests who have charge of the altar. These are the sons of Zadok from the sons of Levi who come near the Lord to minister to him. So the priests have different jobs in the temple. Most of the priests, their job will be to uh, you know, minister to the people in some way and then go before the Lord on behalf of the people and kind of act as a go-between between the people that are coming to worship and then going before the Lord on behalf of the people. But the sons of Zadok were priests with a very special calling. They ministered to the Lord exclusively. They just ministered to the Lord. And so verse 47 to verse 49, he gives us the measurements of the inner court and the vestibule there. And we'll end with that. And we'll continue on with our study of the sanctuary during the kingdom age next week. Here's the thing. Focus on Jesus Christ. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. And and focus all of your attention on His future plan for His people. And keep your eyes fixed on Him, not the things of this world. Because that's just going to drive you crazy. Keep your eyes fixed on 
Jesus. He asked me how I know, and I say, brings truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Ezekiel together. If you'd like to hear this message again or more from Pastor Dan, feel free to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Sometimes life can get busy, and when it gets busy, it can be hard to find the time to dig deeper into the Bible for ourselves. At Ring of Truth, we've tried to make it a bit easier for you. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life. So please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also love to be praying for you. So when you call, feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart. And we'd be happy to pray with and for you. Well, that's all we have time for today. Join us next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Ezekiel, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes It's true.